Hello, I am Sarah Meredith. And I'm Tammy Valentine. And this is the Radders F. Soul Connection Podcast. Yay! Yeah! And hello, Ava. Ava. Hi, Ava. Hi, Ava. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, guys. Uh, My name is Eva, and uh, I'm originally from Poland. I grew up in several countries. And yeah, so I'm currently in the UK. It's half one here right now. And I'm a life coach slash performer. When you say performer, what do you do? Do you like perform on the street, juggling and stuff or... (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm I'm primarily an actor, so primarily on screen, but also do theater. So I just said performer for the broad audience here. <laughs> how, how did you get into that? Into uh, performing? Yeah. yeah, so I guess, well, I was always creative, let's say, as a child. I would ma- force my parents to watch my uh, performances. Um, like I'd, I'd use all my toys and create all yes. these like stage performances, but I also like to copy the BBC and create stories. So I was always creative. And then when I was in my teenage years, my friend went to like this acting class thing every Friday. So I joined her. And since then, I just really loved it and thought I'd make a career out of it because I realized that the people leading so it wasn't part of school. It was like this own thing. So so it wasn't like an um, acting class at school, but a proper, like, I guess, drama for kids thing. Yeah. And the so the teachers on it were people who finished drama school and who actually do stuff in the industry. They're proper actors. So when I realized that actually you can go study it, it's not like this fantasy thing that a lot of people, because I feel like, some of the things that my family told me that, oh, you need to be famous or you need to have like someone who's famous or in the industry already to get Mm. into the industry. So I always thought it was like this unreachable thing. You know, you watch people on TV, but you don't have that direct contact with them. So it kind of feels so out out of reach. But since going to those acting classes and meeting people who have done drama school and are in the industry, uh, made me realize that hang on I can do this too so I moved to the UK to study drama and theater studies for three years my bachelor yeah and um yeah so I stayed here and just continued doing it so last uh, no in the last two weeks I was even on set did um, some acting for a BBC project that was pretty cool and yeah excited to take it to the next level that sounds fantastic so yeah that's it- Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Have you been in anything we would know about, or at least I'd know about being in the UK? Mm, well, so far I've done um, low budget stuff, so nothing yeah. big on TV yet. Um, I've done local theaters a couple of years ago, but yeah, nothing where you know you can. You know, it's not like I'm, I've done background though. I've done background on like sex education and casualty. So you could see me, you could see me like for a few seconds in the background, but not like prominent. So only people who kind of know me would recognize me. So for example, I'm on the um, first episode of sex education season two, 
And it's at the very beginning of the episode. I'm running and smiling with these girls in front of Asa Butterfield. And so, yeah, it, you, you, can, you can catch me there. So it's like those little things, but nothing where I have lines yet. So I'm working towards that. But I will be on a, the documentary, the, um, the short documentary I just did two weeks ago. It's going to go on BBC One. Um, but yeah, I don't have any more information about that. At the yeah, moment. of course, I understand. Right. I love the show. I love the show Sex Education. I've watched it all that's on Netflix, well, but I'm definitely going to have me. to go. I'm definitely going to have to go back and watch that. that it's literally three, just three so seconds. You. It's literally yeah. three seconds of me from the back running. And then I turn like to look at the girl next to me and I'm like smiling as I run. That's that's it, really. Still, that's something. Yep. No, so, I'm pretty happy. I can tell people about it. So background, is that the same as being an extra? Yes, exactly. So yeah. in the UK, they call it supporting artists. In, in the US, they say background. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Here I think Canada. it evolved, didn't it? Because before it used to be extra, you know what I mean? Extra, yeah. yeah but I in the UK, it, I mean, it's still the same thing, but it's evolved with the words. Yeah, in the UK, they call it supporting artists now, uh, just to make it more like, I guess, formal or more like, a, you know, yeah here in Canada it's here in Canada it's background as well mm -hmm. yeah because I know that some people earn like a lot of money just I say just but what I mean is being an extra doing things like that yeah if you're constantly doing it you can get quite yeah. you know a bit of money especially if they're um so there's different ones so like the normal, you know, you've got the average background art, artist or slash extra. And then sometimes you get paid extra if, for example, they're using your vehicle or it's a nude scene or you're simulating, you know, intimate scenes, they'll pay yeah. more for that. And also if you have, if you receive a line or if you're like featured as in the cameras on you, then you get paid more as well. So imagine like working like several days in the month and you can get quite you know you could pay your rent with that and also like does it depend on how long you're on set like you know for yourself you were on there for a few seconds but you know if you were there oh yeah you get paid for the if day you're on, yeah if you were on a screen all day would you get paid more uh no no so it's based on like the day how long you're on set so it's, yeah but it depends then what yeah as i said what your task is so if it's just walking in the background where you barely see you then you you get the normal rate but as yeah. i said if for example you're um you're doing a nude scene or you're doing like simulating some intimate yeah. scenes then yes. you will be paid more or if you have your vehicle like let's say they're using your car you'll get paid for that extra as well and is that the same? Sorry, I know it's tend to do a different type of interview now, but is it the same if it's someone's house, if they use your house? Because I know, like, usually they did, well, wouldn't use your house. They find the crew will find someone's house. So you're not, so that would be, oh, they would the pay you. They would pay you to use your house, but that's separate to background artists. They will specifically find you know a house or something so th so the production will be in charge of that it has nothing to do with the background agency yeah because i remember like this well the two places i've lived in one um you might have heard of gavin and stacy from in barry that's where yes. i was brought up and also and um, when oh they did stella or something they did that in Ferndale. and i remember um 
how they change the names of shops and things. Mm. So they and it was oh it's interesting, but like kind of with Gavin and Stacey, they use someone's house. Well, yeah, I mean I filmed person's house, I mean. <laughs> yeah, we were filming for a Canon commercial once and um we were at someone's house or borrowing their house, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I've heard of people like where they want to do the for instance, they'll do the Christmas scenes in like July, so they'll put like Christmas decorations up and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen yeah, I've seen videos and stuff of people doing that where it's like they make it all snow and stuff, but they film in they film in, you know, summer and you're wearing yeah. all these coats. But it's interesting because like I've done so many film sets and it's winter and we're doing like a summer Caribbean kind of, <laughs> you know, atmosphere. And you're wearing the, you know, you're in the studio or you're outdoors and you're barely wearing anything because it's supposed to be warm and it's actually December, you know, so it happens often. That's why I like sometimes doing crew, but basically I do crew as well, um, but I'm mainly an actor. But when I do crew, I actually get to wear all those layers. I'm actually, I feel actually, you know. I'm, I get to be prepared, so I'm not cold. I'm doing my job, but I'm not cold. But as an actor, you know, you're oh, in know costume. Because you, you at least have your coat on, don't you? You don't have your yeah. coat on supporting other people. Yeah, I mean, actors, they can wear their coats in between takes, but if they're actually, like, filming the scene, you're, yeah. you're not wearing it. Uh, oh but God. when you're part of the crew, you know, you've got all those layers, you've got the boots on, you've got everything, and, you know, you're warm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I understand. It's interesting. So how did you go from that to life coaching? Ooh. I know you're still doing that. I just meant how did Oh, you- yeah. So, yeah, I still work in the film industry, but I'm also now life coaching. And so how that happened, I think what led to me doing a lot of mindset and self-development work was when I did an online course called Mindset for Actors. And she was the the person teaching it. She's an actress in America and she teaches this course. And so it's all about like personal development and how to, you know, not take rejection personally and how to really find, you know, what's aligned for you. And I think that's the first time when I started to, you know, change, I guess, my life or at least look toward this. Because I started this like around like second year of uni so it was it was like i've started you know building up that i guess coaching in a way but i was being in a more i was being coached in a way and then in my third year i was approached by a life coach and i'm actually still with her um i've been working her with her since like 2017 I think so my i've got my own life coach and i feel like it's really important to also have your life coach when you're life coaching because then when you have stuff that you need to work through you always have someone to see you um from that third perspective because sometimes we get so caught up in our own emotions that we kind of you know can't see um a different perspective so i kind of started with her and then during like the lockdown i thought i'll start you know start life coaching myself because the film industry shut um and people always tend to say i had good good advice and i'm like always so positive and how do i do it that i'm you know so 
yeah kind of i started during lockdown but then there was like a period in my life where i was really low and that kind of sparked then a deeper level of understanding of mindset where i went deep into like a spiritual awakening and um yeah months down the line after having that low period i kind of then just went for it started life coaching again and now i'm taking it really seriously because the things that i've processed in my life that were holding me back and even nowadays like even today and uh, this week i'm finding having these self discoveries and i'm like wow if people could be a you know a lot of people are so stuck in you know what's happening around them or they're so focused on on things not working out that they forget their own true power and like from being from that really low place in my life um and i've kind of turned it around and i kind of i'm i found this new strength and that it's okay to be in a low place it's okay to have emotions it's okay but we just like always judge and deny them and that's why we get so stuck and we don't release you know those things that are holding us back and so i want to give back and help people become true you know align with who they are so they can find their own truth rather than trying to you know fit into what society tells them or fit into like how they think life looks should look like and i'm even like delayering or like peeling off those you know layers of myself as well i catch myself thinking thoughts and i'm like hang on is this really true or is this just what they've always been telling us or my parents have always been telling me but it's not nothing is set in stone like there is no right or wrong but i think a lot of people especially in the last two years have been stuck in this or um, realizing that there there has been a very black and white mindset or that, that this is how it works, this isn't how it works, this is, you know. So for me, it's just like l- allowing people, I want to allow people to find themselves or reconnect with themselves so they can really be, you know, authentically and powerfully, you know, standing who they are, who they are. Yeah, it's. It's hard to explain. I'm still trying to find out how I want to, because I've just talked for probably five minutes, but I feel like I'm I'm honing down on how to explain it in a very short period because people say, oh, do the shadow work. Do, you know, um, there's this whole thing about shadow work and working through and peeling off those layers that I was mentioning about, but people get stuck in like, oh, shadow, it's something bad. And it's not, it's not, it's, it's and then I use words like shedding light onto that dark part of our and I think people don't misunderstand because it's like very airy fairy words so I kind of want to make it so that it's understandable and really like yeah being in that power that we we are always in power and I do believe we all have free choice and and I think a lot of people don't realize they have that yet so I want to help people in a way awaken to who they are that's interesting. Um, you also um, do manifesting and mindset as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so my mindset I've been doing uh, since, uh, as I said, since I did that mindset for actors course and manifestation. So during that time when I was doing that course, um, there was a book that kind of fell into my lap 
called you can uh you can heal your life by louise hay and obviously i watched the secret on netflix and so those are the kind of two books or film book it's now so the secret is now book i've got it as well but yeah those are the two things that kind of sparked um you know that kind of trusting in the universe and trusting in the process and it's interesting because the mindset for actors course that i did she quotes louise hay as well who wrote the book you can heal your life and it's all about acknowledging that you have these feelings um on a, you know, acknowledge yourself and then you can create something new because if you don't process those emotions, you can't, you can't create, you can't go into creative mode if you don't process them. So it's the same with manifestation. And I think that's what we're here for. Um, we, I know, cause we always discuss it a lot. Um, manifestation is you, you know, you gotta, you, you ask for what you want and you focus on the thoughts that, you know, that serve you. So thoughts that are positive and people, I think people misunderstand that because they say, oh, just think something positive and it'll happen. But no, it's not about just saying, you have to believe it. But if you, how to believe that is to um, not question it, not doubt it. So if you do have feelings that are doubtful and you can't just say, oh yeah, no, I'm just going to hide these feelings. I'm just going to go find, you know, something positive to think about. That doesn't work. You've got to actually acknowledge um, those thoughts and those feelings that you have before you can like fully like manifest and create something. Because if you're not, if you don't accept who you are or what you're capable of, um, and trying to deny yourself, then you can't create, you can't manifest because you're always hiding from that believing part, I think. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and like you said, manifestation, it's not, oh, um, I just thought I'm going to have $78 today. Boom. It's in your account. Like yeah. it doesn't happen that fast. Um, and what about the work that you have to put in to manifest besides just thinking positive or setting your focus on something? Um, what about that part of it? Like for me, I have my vision board, right? And I want to, I want my own home and I want, um, I don't really want to do coaching, but I want to um, help people stay sober. I want to have some sort of, um, I guess, area where people can come and heal and just talk about things and whatnot. Um, but I mean, it's something I've been wanting and thinking and focusing on and putting out in the universe for about over a year already. So it, it's, you know, let's talk about the work that has to go into getting what you're trying to manifest how do you know what I'm saying like how does that work talk about that a little bit yeah so you mentioned the vision board that's one way to manifest there are different tools basically that can help you to manifest so some people you know some people can just have the thought and then later it'll, it'll come true other people would you know need some time to get into that good feeling place because that's where it all happens um, you can't feel bad about something and then receive like you. Well, you can feel basically we're manifesting 24 seven. And I keep telling this to people, but they don't 
I, they don't get that either. But yes, manifestation is not only about manifesting the good stuff in your life. You can be manifesting the things that you don't want because you're focusing on it. So you got to, I guess, train your mind to be able to think positive thoughts or focus on the positive thoughts, but not to the point where you're kind of completely um, denying that's the other part of yourself that is doubtful maybe a bit or, um, you know, has that kind of what people say negative feelings. But yes, if you want to manifest, um, there are different techniques like the vision board. And I think that's a great way because you can really get into like the process of creating that vision board you can really put music on you can make it fun you can make it a game because manifestation if you want something that obviously to manifest what you want you want to create this joy you want to have those good feelings so that the good things can happen so when you're creating your vision board it's really really fun um to you know put the music on do the little printing out and really feel like you have it like you got that's one way you can do it visualization you can do a visualization when you picture yourself living the dream that you want and receiving those feelings of joy because we as human beings only want things because of the feeling they give us or else we wouldn't want it right why why did i buy this crystal because the feeling I bought it because of that feeling that it's supposed to give me that, um, you know, clear the bad energy. So in a way I bought it so that I can feel good. Right. right. So we're always working towards something that feels good. So when we visualize, we can visualize us, but in the moment living it, because then right. we can attach the present moment because there is only now. Time is an illusion in a way, or time is a construct that humans created and it is useful when, you know, when we've got meetings or we, we want to be home by a certain time. So, you know, or so we come home before the sun goes down. So it is a good construct, but it, we don't want to get too stuck in the time matrix. So there really is only now the past is gone. The future, you know, is. Yet it's to not come. here yet yeah. <laughs> so it's really important when we're manifesting to manifest as if it's already now in this moment so what i like to do is um yeah so i like to visualize i like to do vision boards but i also like to do what is called scripting so every Monday, I write a letter to your universe and I pick three things that I want to manifest this week, but I write it as if it's already happened. So I write it as if it's already Monday next week and I'm looking back at my week and I say, um, thank you so much for this thing that, uh, that I'm, I'm so blessed that I received this from the universe. You can say God, the source, whatever you want. You could even write it to a friend. Um, and then I write how I felt or how I feel in the moment right now from having that. So it's always like, it's kind of like from the future, but looking back. So it's like in this moment, I'm, I'm experiencing having these things that I've received. So that's, and you're being grateful for the things that you, that you got. So, so you're basically living in the past and the future in this moment. Mm. That's time travel and different dimensions is a thing, but I think we get, I think a lot of people are like, what, how, how are we parallel realities? There's so many parallel realities because we are all vibrational beings and we're all energy. So in a way, when we're thinking, 
when we create a thought in our brain, we create feelings and feelings are a vibration. So if we're thinking about, you know, I know I can think about you and how excited I am to be on this podcast. So, so I'm, so my thought is how, you know, I'm blessed to be here. So then I'm like us feeling happy, but then at the same time, I could be thinking about uh, someone who, um, I know who I'm worried about, you know, and it's like, oh, I wonder what they're doing right now. I hope they're okay. Then I'm giving off the vibration of being worried. So in a way I'm living something, you know, at the same time. Um, Actually, I read a book and it was about like, you know, breakups. Uh, Well, it wasn't about breakups, but it was talking about time lapse uh, uh, reality and dimensions. And so it's like, let's say you broke up with someone and you're in your head, it's maybe let's say it's five months down the line and in your head, you're still attached to this person thinking, you know, what if this went right? Or what if this went wrong? Like, what if I had done this? And if you're still thinking about that, you are still living that timeline. And once you let go of that, you drop that timeline. So we are actually living in so many different times because in your head, you're envisioning being with that person still. So in a way, you're you're you you're still in a timeline where you're together because you're made, that energy is still there. Once you let go of that, you let go of that timeline, and that timeline disappears. So we all actually live in multiple timelines. But I think that that's a whole different topic, obviously. But just, yeah, <laughs> I, I was just wanted say, to well, that's there. interesting. That's um, that's a new topic. <laughs> that one could take a while to explain. Yeah, more. I've got a book called. Uh, what was it reality trans surfing or something like that oh geez well what I was going to say about my vision board when I was making it it was funny because the house that I envision it's not a big mansion or anything like that like it's very practical but it's very modern it's very nice and when I was looking for the kitchen I wanted in this house as I was pasting the kitchen onto my vision board I actually felt my feet on the floor with my morning coffee and smelling cinnamon rolls cooking like for breakfast and it was like just such a surreal feeling like I felt myself in my kitchen of a house that I haven't even seen in person yet you know Mm -hmm. so I know that this is the kitchen I'm going to be living in like and this is going to be my morning feeling like with my Mm -hmm fresh cup of coffee, smelling the coffee, and then smelling cinnamon rolls baking for breakfast, you know, because I love cinnamon rolls with coffee in the morning. I don't have it every day. I'd be like, huge. (laughs) But um, that's one of the feelings I got. Another one was when I was envisioning my bathroom. I love bubble baths. And I actually pictured my felt myself in a bubble bath and just meditating. But the bath water actually covered well, you know, all of me instead of like my knees sticking out or whatever, right? Because it was this beautiful bathtub in this beautiful bathroom. And again, it's not like a mansion or overly fancy, but it's, it's, it's fit for me and I could feel myself in it. So um, you touched on that a little bit as well. Like when you're manifesting, like feel the, the future, right? Yeah, I like how you added the smell and taste. You want to use as many senses as you want to make it as real as possible. It's interesting. Yeah, I feel like I've manifested my flat as well because I was kind of 
if like last year when I was still in Poland, because I was coming back to the UK, so I was on holiday in Poland. And I said, when I come back, I want to have a studio flat. I or um, so what so I had several things like when I get back, I want, you know, a studio flat. I was also dreaming about van life because I watched so many videos and tiny homes. And I'm like, you know, I want something minimalistic. I want something. So I found this flat, like the ver literally the first flat I contact um, and then set a time to to tour, you know, the house. And it was literally like everything in one. I came to this flat and I saw the bedroom and the bedroom um, had like, there's no wardrobe. It's just like a really high bed with all the storage underneath, just like you would find in van life kind of, or in a tiny home. So it's obviously minimizing the space, but you've got everything underneath. So like in van life, you've got all the storage underneath your bed. You don't have like big wardrobes or anything. Um, that was number one. Then I came into this here, the ki kitchen slash living room, and it's just like the small kitchen, um, but in really like nice cozy living room, and it's it's a small flat, um, so it has I guess that small feel to it, but yeah, it's got everything in. It. I wouldn't say it's like super minimalistic because there's loads of like mugs and cutlery and like a lot of things are in this house, but like. I didn't have to buy any of it. It's like literally, so it's like, I'm still minimalistic. I, it's just, everything's been provided for me here. And I wanted a studio flat where I live by myself, but I found, uh, but I have this amazing flatmate who works in the film industry. So he's in the same kind of field as me and he's working nine to five. So he's actually not at home most of the time. And on the weekends he sits at home and he's like super friendly when he's in the kitchen. So it's like, I, I'm kind of like living by myself, but I also have this backup that if anything happens in the house, I'm not alone with it. So it kind of like every, the universe gave me something I wanted, but something even better than I expected. Something you needed as well. Yeah, and that's it some, seems, sometimes yeah. we get stuck with uh, with manifesting because we want something very specific. And so it, I'm not to say that you can't have anything like you can totally want something specific. But I'm saying that some people get stuck in that specific because they're like, I want it exactly like this. So they, mm -hmm. they're not open to other possibilities. So what I like to say, and I think a lot of people do is saying that dear universe, I would like this or something better. So then we allow right. the universe to bring us something, something maybe that we weren't expecting, but like it fits perfectly with what we need in the moment. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, like I was saying about my vision board and the things that I want, um, I, I felt myself in the kitchen and in the tub at, in the moment when I was designing my home mm -hmm. but in my mind like I had other like the tub is specific and me standing on the hardwood floor that's specific but the design of the kitchen can be a little different it, it, the, the design of the bathroom can be a little different like you know it doesn't have like for me it doesn't have to be exact and and mm -hmm. I think that's important um I, I am um on my own and I'm not looking for like like I'm not manifesting anything huge, like I said. And I do really, really enjoy the idea of minimalistic and simplistic. Um, like my house on my vision board, like it, it's got, um, 
it's not cluttered Mm -hmm. right like behind me but I mean this is basically all my decorations and it's the only place I had that I could put them um but but what I'm envisioning is not cluttered it's it's got space for people to come visit and sit comfortably but it's not like overly filled with all this furniture or all this decorations or anything of the sort so I really like this minimalistic idea um I think people should live more like that um you know because I'm learning as I get older that life is more about feelings and enjoying people and enjoying quiet time and you know not enjoying like I don't enjoy material things as much as I used Mm. to but I think that had a lot to do with my alcoholism and I was trying to fill different voids right Mm. so now it's like okay I'm learning how to be with myself and enjoy it so I don't need all that clutter now these things people have given me and they mean something to me. So that's a little different, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, so um, how do you feel about the minimalistic life and the manifesting, Sarah? Um, I do do believe that decluttering can help your manifestation because I think if you um, have things in your space that don't make you feel good, especially because everything is energy, it can slow down your manifesting. Something that Steve Harvey talks about, he says about how um, he wanted to buy a car and his mum kept saying, well, that's good, you'll want to buy your car, but your old car is still on the driveway. And um, it wasn't until he removed the car from the driveway that he ended up getting a new car. Interesting. I uh, I just cleaned out my my closet, like physically and metaphorically, if, Yeah, you know, which is kind of weird. Yeah, which is kind of weird, but um, there was a lot of stuff in there from my Mm ex-boyfriend. So I've got it all packaged up in boxes to donate once I can get somebody to pick it up for me and get rid of it. So then that's out of my space. But when I'm like going through boxes and I found that stuff, I felt negative. Like I felt negative energy and sadness Mm -hmm. and whatever, but boxing it up to get rid of it. Like I feel like this weight has lifted off of me. Like you know, like, okay, that's out of my way now, you know, and I have this space and I'm happy and I feel freer, you know? So yeah. Um, decluttering and getting rid of old crap that you no longer need or from people that are no longer in your life or serve a purpose. I, I totally agree with that 100%. I, I just say, I also think as well, it's not just stuff that, um, as you says, old crap, sometimes it could just be like, for instance, like, years ago, I bought loads of shoes, and they were beautiful shoes, but I did, since I found out I got dyspraxia, I thought, I've realised, you know, I, me and high heels don't really mix, and of course, I'm keeping them, I kept them, why well, I donated them the other day, because in this, I don't know if it, it's a safe either, but in this country, sometimes they'll put the, they'll put donation bags through your door and you like fill up the bag and then they'll come and collect it. And then it gets sold in a charity shop or, you know, gets recycled or something. So I, I decluttered them. Cause I thought, well, I'm not going to use them again. So I think cause um, someone, well, we, we all know this person, Laurie, she, she said the other um, 
in one of her courses, she was saying about decluttering from a place of abundance. So it's more like, I don't need this anymore. There's plenty to go around. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been doing lately too. Just um, not just crap, like, you know, yeah. but other stuff too, like that had sentimental attachments to it, but yeah, sad, like sad stuff yeah. because it's from my ex or, or it's stuff that we bought together. Like, so it's nice stuff. And I, I do want to donate it all. Um, the crap I just threw out because yeah, was, well, nobody's going to want it anyways. Right. Um, and it felt good to get rid of all that stuff. Like it just, yeah, it, 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 it it's making space for the stuff I'm manifesting is what I feel, you know, mm. but it, but I'm not manifesting a bunch of shit or a bunch of material things, like just enough, like I, or better, like, like, Eva yes. said, you know, I want this or better, so but not better. in a, yeah, but not in a greedy, oh, I want to be rich because I want all these things way, right? So. I think it's okay, though, if, if that's someone's goal to have all the things. True. Yeah, yeah, true. I'm just saying it's not mine right now. I think in the past it was, but um, I think the universe knows that those are the things I don't need. Um, because a, a lot of them are attached to, to my drinking. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm like, it, it's funny because I had on my vision board, I had a big bottle of wine, but I had it all crossed out and put the no thing and the yeah. danger and whatever, but I still kept doing drinking and relapses. I took that off my vision board after my last relapse. And the funny thing is I don't even think about drinking and it'll be a month on Monday that I haven't touched it, haven't thought of it, don't want it. And it it was a month since I took that off my vision board. So it was there, but it was there with the lines crossed out, but I guess I was still mentally Mm. seeing it and thinking about it every time I looked at the vision board. Right. Yeah. uh, Cause so, so you said you put like, Oh, I don't want to drink anymore on your vision board. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, so bas- basically, this is what I'm saying about the energy and about like thinking positive or negative, although I feel like there is no positive or negative, but putting out there that you don't want something, you're actually focusing on I don't want. So the universe yes. is going to provide you more proof of this is what you don't want. Here's what you don't want. Keep looking Here, take at it. it. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, that's that's the funny thing. I've taken that off and I felt freer again. Mm. Right. Yeah. But I had it there in the, in the sense that no, 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 I don't want this. Like, take this away from me. But it, it was constantly in my in the back of my mind. And again, mm-hmm. since I took that negative, I don't want off. I actually don't want. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, the universe as well doesn't think into like as we've been reading ourselves with the Law of Attraction book club. Yes. The universe doesn't look at want or don't want it just looks at what is so yeah you know if it's like like one of the examples was i don't want people to be nasty to me Mm. (laughs) but you're actually saying i want people to be nasty because you're putting your focus on it yeah and it was after we did one of the sessions on the book club and after i had my last relapse that i took that off so i'm just saying like it actually works (laughs) you know anyone listening 
manifestation, the law of attraction, it, it actually does work. You know? It's good though, like it, when you're starting out, especially you can write all the things you don't want and then you yeah. can think about what, okay, if I don't want this, what do I actually want? And that's yeah. when you can then discard that and focus on that thing that you do want. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing. So it's good. And I also do embrace when I get sad feelings or negative feelings or whatever, I, I actually sit with those and I'm mm. present in that moment now and I feel it and then I move on. So, um, you know, we don't always want happy, happy, joy, joy. Um, I mean, we do want that, but the thing is life is not all happy, happy, joy, joy. So you've mm. got to accept some of the bad too, in order to enjoy yeah. all of the good. Right. Yeah. It's not even about bad. It's just a human experience. So obviously, you know, we we were programmed in a way to think certain things. So when certain things happen or our survival mechanism or our ego then comes up with all these thoughts to protect us. So in a way, it's not bad. It's there for a reason to protect us. But then we have free will so we can then accept, OK, so this is what's been happening. I'm being protected by my ego right now. Um, I'm sad about this thing. Um, and it's okay. And then once you, you know, once you realize what it is, what, what your thoughts are about it, you can then, you know, shift into something, you know, you can let it go. Um, but you gotta, that, that's what I guess true, you know, true like shadow work and um, true like spirituality people like understand is that they're having a temporary human experience a lot of people get stuck because when they're feeling they blame themselves for feeling the bad or they kind of try to avoid it and so they can't move forward because they're not accepting who they are yeah, yeah. so if you look at the emotional scale um, abraham hicks talks mm -hmm. about this anger is actually i don't like i'm using the word better in the context of better right now Anger is actually better than depression. And that's something that, you know I mean, is higher up the scale than depression. And that's something that Abraham teaches. Yeah, in society, we have to go for, well, we don't have to, but you know what I mean? If, if you have anger issues, you need to go to therapy to sort the anger issues out. Mm. But it's like, well, which would you rather? Because like anger, you know, anger can motivate you in different ways. I'm not saying it's necessarily a space you want to stay in, but, you know, energetically, it is higher up the scale than depression. So, you know, and that's sometimes I think why as well. People could be likely to drop back to depression because they haven't, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, it, you know, it's like, oh, I'm bad because I'm angry. It's like, no, you just feel how you feel. I'm not saying that depression's bad. I, well, I mean, you know, it's not, you know, for anyone listening, you know, it's not a great place to be. You know, but no, but it is sometimes something we have to feel, right? Like yeah, it, definitely. Again, I just like want to say, said, that yeah, want to hear this and say that I'm saying, oh, depression's yeah. good, you know, because it is a mental health issue. But yes, I think exactly. it's like I think a lot of it comes from suppressing the anger or even suppressing the happiness. And I think as well, because um, also i think because society teaches quite a lot that right if you're not feeling depressed if you're not feeling anxious and you're not feeling angry you're okay but there's actually higher vibrations than okay yeah i like that you know, i like yeah i like that take on sense. it i uh 
I never heard that that take on it before. I really like that, Sarah. That makes a lot of sense. The first time I've said it, that's why. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, depression is just because you're suppressing all everything else. I like that. And because you're also not living what you want to what you want to do. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's the new well, mindset. I mean, yeah. comes into it too. I mean, it can be that. Sometimes you're just not grateful for what you have, you know. Mm. That's where it's. Yeah, that's another thing I've started doing yes. every morning. I I I I do a, a gratitude prayer, like thanking the universe yeah. for everything I do have because I am not living out on the street. Mm. Like yeah. I have a roof over my head, I have food in my belly, and I have my computer and internet so that I can connect with other people in, in this way and other ways. So, I mean, for me like that, I'm so grateful. Like when I go to AA, I hear people talking and they're living in shelters. Like they I have nothing. And it, it just makes me more grateful for the things I do have. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not living the life I want, or I see myself in, in the future, but I'm living a good, good, like a good life at the moment because I'm not living on the street, right? I mean, you've got a whole like, what, recording equipment and everything. Birthday gifts. Yay, mm -hmm. birthdays. <laughs> so this is this is the cool thing about manifestation as well, is I think people get so stuck in how it's supposed to come. So it's yes. like, for example, money. It's like, oh, I need to earn it from a job. But actually, you can, you can ha receive money from like, someone could just literally walk down the street and give you money you know you never know like it could come in so many different various ways it could be a voucher it could be like someone actually buying you something that you want because it's, I feel like it's not about the money it's what you want to do with the money so sometimes yeah. you know it's like why manifest the money when you can receive as your you say your equipment as a birthday present you know yeah because I I really like I have my own little podcast as well mm -hmm. it's it's just little but I, I do want to get into the, the, the realm, I guess, of being like a, a podcaster, mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and I want that as my, like, that's one of my goals. It's on my vision board. And then um, I got this for my birthday and my podcasts sound better and I'm learning how to do storytelling a little better so that when I'm on my own little podcast, it's not me just you know like I actually take pauses now and you know so yeah like this is something I manifested and I didn't physically buy it or you know what I mean so yeah like yeah. what you're saying is so true yeah something I learned as well with manifesting is um <clears throat> do you know what even if you ask for something it, does, it means it's still a manifestation because I was like Right. With the secret, it talks about initially try attracting a cup of coffee. And I remember saying to a law of attraction coach at the time, if you end up asking someone for that coffee, like whatever the context is, I think, you know, for instance, for me, it was like, oh, do me a favor. Can you bring a jar of coffee over or whatever? Is that still a manifestation? It's like, well, actually, yes, it is. You know, it, I, I think sometimes with manifestation, manifesting people think that it has to be you don't do anything to get mm. it if you know what i mean yeah. they just come it can do that it could be that you for instance a coffee oh, i'd love a coffee 
then you see a friend in the street, oh, do you fancy going for one? It could go like that. But yeah. equally, it can be you've actually asked someone for it or you've, you know, and it's coming to your experience that way. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, Eva, I wanted to ask you, what is your ideal um, client for your coaching? Ideal client? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, you put me on the spot. So my, yeah, I guess my ideal client is someone who's ready and willing to take action, first of all, because I think I speak to a lot of people and they're just not ready to understand that they're, they have the power. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like blaming, you know, the outward circumstances, but as we talk about manifestation, it's actually created from us. And like it, so I'm looking for someone who is, who's starting to understand that, you know, they have that power that they, you know, despite, you know, whatever is outside of them, they are going to uh, start, you know, want to take responsibility for their life and they want to create something, something new and are willing to, you know, go into that uncomfortable realm of, feeling emotions and dealing with emotions and really unraveling what their thoughts are and you know almost in a way proving that or kind of proving that their thoughts don't define them so I feel like I want someone who is willing to see a new perspective and to really understand who they are and are not afraid to go deep Interesting. That's, um, that's very detailed. I like that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, do you know, Serena, I you, right. Um, I joined Mike Dooley's uh, membership again, and, um, I was on his, um, you know, one of his workshop conversations, mini workshops. And he was saying our outside world is actually a protect projection of our thoughts. So I thought that was quite an interesting way of putting it that's exactly that is exactly what i work with i keep telling people everything that's one of my biggest realizations uh last Mm -hmm. year is that well i kind of knew about manifestation about you know putting out the good thoughts but then now real really realizing that it's because it's a reflection of our own inner thoughts and beliefs like the world is a reflection of us and what and it's just so magical it it's like it's painful but it's yes. magical so like you can... I mean, the realization is a bit like oh, what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> yeah like even, even i oh, realized wow. i realized like two weeks ago i started to my life coach and i realized it's very hard for me to be very direct um and to ask for those like specific outcomes i'm really good at being like oh i want this feeling of happiness, you know, I want to kind of go in this direction, but I need to have clarity and this clarity will then get me to my goals, but I'm never specific on what those goals are. And I kind of realized that I may be afraid of deciding what my specific outcome is, because I have trouble saying like, oh, like, let's say I want six clients or something, Mm. or I want an act, I say I want an acting career, but I'm never specific on, you know, I want to be in these kind of films or this genre, or, you know, I don't go specific enough. And I think there's a fear of me also 
um, to commit or to like to set those specific things because I'm afraid that I'm going to lose something because we're growing mm. up um, growing up I changed countries a lot so yeah. I feel if I choose a specific like route to go down on so there's like different paths that you can you know it's like I'm going to focus on my acting I'm going to focus on this now and so I'm afraid to make a decision of where I'm going heading because I'm afraid that I'm going to lose something that I will not experience that I will have to drop things because I have to go this one way and so like when I when I moved to a new country it's like I had to leave friends behind I had to leave a certain life behind and now it's like everything's changed around me so there is that fear of being specific enough because then it will mean choices come with pain choice comes with having to lose something and so I was and I I started to feel these like feelings um I started to cry in the session because I was feeling grief sorrow and um what was the third one a loss those were the three things that I associate with um being specific about what I wanted in life and because it's with those feelings yeah that makes sense um again like back to my vision board I have acting on there yeah but I'm not specific about what kind. And I do have, um, I want to do my cooking show. So, but I'm specific about that. Yeah. So, you know, like, it's just, yeah, that makes sense. Um, there was a period just before I got to my first five months of sobriety um, that I was, uh, I was sad because I felt loss, but I felt loss of my old drinking life right which which I shouldn't feel sad about but it's something that I did have to go through and now this time I don't think I'm gonna feel sad because I already grieved the loss of that you know back back before Christmas um so yeah it makes sense like manifestation is an interesting thing huh yeah if you don't grieve it will come back, you know, 10 years down the line, you will, you will, you will experience it or something will trigger it and you will feel it again. So I feel like there's a lot of things that I'm still working through, you know, it's not like I'm now some manifestation pro or, you know, uh, or that everything comes easily to me. I do love the quote, you know, everything works out for me because I'm not referring just to the positive stuff. I'm referring to everything. Everything yeah. always works out for you because it's like ma- you're manifesting 24 seven, as we said earlier. It's quite funny because I keep telling my friend, um, everything always works out for you. And he's like, oh no, that is- like, we are <laughs> Yeah, I know. Cause he doesn't understand that I meant I'm, I'm referring to everything like because everything is a reflection and it's interesting because in this like friendship I'm always like trying to say how like oh thank uh, I'm learning a lot from this person because everyone's a reflection so when I see my friend I'm like he's a reflection of me so I'm learning a lot about myself and my thoughts and how I deal with this friendship um but then there's a part of me that's like why is he not getting it why why is he not learning anything from me and then i realize oh that's another thing i need to work through it's like why do i feel like i have to have this other person be on the same page you know and then you come you always come back to yourself because it's like why am i trying to force why am i trying to have this specific outcome and so I always reflect back on everything towards me because I know that I am responsible for my life and that everything 
well, is a reflection. So I'm dealing with a lot of, I guess, relationship kind of things now and realizing that some, you know, pre-programmed stuff from growing up when people say this is how a friendship should look like or you can't be friends with a guy or something. And it's kind of like, you know, realizing that these are not our thoughts and we can create what we actually want in life. Like we can yes. create something special, something different. It's not, and I realized, you know, from like also realizing what people say, I'm like, wow, what thought must they have to be thinking this, you know, to be right. like spe specific, uh, saying these kind of words. And it's because of the pre-programming, like, um, so just, like limiting, so like limiting beliefs is what you're talking yeah, about. Like the it's, like when, so it's like when, for example, like my friend, um, is very like, uh, what is commitment? You know, oh, commitment is like moving in with your partner or like, you know, getting married or something. And I'm like, there's so many different, you can still be in a partnership and not have like, you don't have to have kids. You don't have to live together. You don't have to, you know? And it's like, then I realized, wow, like we've been programmed like through our years, you know, for culture, but also like how our parents work, how their relationship with themselves are. It doesn't have to be romantic. Like it's, but we take on board the relationship between our parents and kind of because we've grown up for 18 years, let's say with them, um, we then think that's how the world functions. And then you meet so many people in your life and they have a completely different way of seeing things. And it's just, and then you kind of realize, hang on, it doesn't have to be this way. It's what I make out of it. Yeah, because I mean, we can change our limiting beliefs and our yeah. pre-programming, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we, it's like a mind twist, you know, where you, because everything is in our subconscious, yeah. right? And mm -hmm. everything that we were programmed with growing up, like it's still there. And sometimes it's harder to, um, reprogram it or rewire your brain to to realize that wait a minute don't fucking have to be like that i can have it whatever way i want you know yeah i think you know what you know you don't have to change everything about your life you know some no. subconscious patterns will always be there but if it's mm -hmm. hindering your life or there's some kind of resistance or it triggers you and you feel like you know every time this happens it's really bothering you then that's when you can really look into why why am i functioning like this what is what is happening with me right now and why does and why does these things keep happening why is there a pattern like mm. sometimes things happen over and over to you and you're like why the fuck do i keep getting in a relationship like this or why the fuck you know do <laughs> i keep ending up broke like yeah so you know but it, it is pre-programmed and those are the patterns that you as a person have to learn how to turn around right mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> quiet yeah <laughs> we're, all, quiet. we're all just like uh, processing all yeah, these processing, yes. it's like yeah. wow mind blown right yeah. Sometimes I do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, sometimes it's good to have a pause because then people can really think about what has just been said. Yeah, exactly. And and that is the thing. Um, going through everything that I've been going through the last two years, like with uh, getting sober, uh, being single, living on my own, um, I'm learning that I keep 
seem to keep having the same kind of relationships with men. And it's like, why, why do I always end up with somebody so controlling? It's, it's programmed into me. So now I have to reprogram my brain and manifest a different kind of relationship because I don't want to keep being suppressed. I don't want to keep being controlled. I don't want somebody who's going to be in my life telling me, well, you have to make this much money in order to be, um, considered um what functional or mm. considered yes. a, a, a an equal part of this relationship like I don't want that anymore so now I have to change my mindset so I don't keep going down those same patterns and the same having the same relationships where I'm controlled right yeah so what would you like your relationship to look like I'm not even sure right now so I'm mm-hmm. not like I don't have like I don't want a relationship right at the moment okay that that's one thing so what do you want right now I right now I want to focus on me and making Mm -hmm. my my life and my person a a better person like I don't want to be the the same person I was a year ago with focusing on well I just want to get drunk right or oh I just want to have somebody with me because I'm lonely like Mm. now I'm enjoying my own company I'm learning how to well dinner doesn't have to be on the table right at five o'clock just because somebody told you that growing up that well you had to cook you had to clean you had to do Mm. all this stuff um you have to have certain things in life in order to be considered a, a functioning member of society because this is what's expected of you I I I don't want any of that like I want to be I want to be the type of person that nobody expects what to expect from me if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like I want to be my own person and I'm learning who that is so right now until I know who I am I can't be in a relationship and have Mm. somebody expect me to be a certain way yeah right? Like I want, I like my room that's decorated with mismatched furniture and it's all different colors. And like, I love bright popping colors and, you know, like I I don't want to be in a relationship anymore where the decorations has to be neutral, Mm -hmm. right? Or the furniture has to all match. I don't know. I'm just, I'm learning who I am right now. So I like that. I want to be in a relationship with myself first. Yeah, you got really excited when you talked about, you know, finding out who you are and just being able to express yourself. And I think that's something that, you know, you value is being able to express yourself. So what you want right now is to express yourself. And I feel like the person who, like, if you want someone down the line, then this person will reflect to you who you are. Yeah, and bring I out it that. To be, I want it to be fun and I want it to be happy and mm-hmm. expressive. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, I do want things in common, but things not in common too is, is, is a good thing because, you know, like, I don't know if, if that makes sense, but makes to, um, makes sense. yeah. And like, I want somebody who don't care if the furniture is all dark colors and matching or you know if there's pink on the bedspread or 
a purple throw cushion on the brown couch. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, I'm, I'm very colorful. I'm very expressive. Mm-hmm. I'm very outgoing. I'm mm-hmm. very like, like being in the spotlight, like, hello, it's me, you know, yeah. like, that's what I like. And that's who I am. And that's who I'm learning that I am. And I don't need to suppress it or hide it anymore behind a bottle of alcohol or behind a a relationship where it's like, no, you have to be this way. So be this Mm -hmm. way, you know, or you have to have this much money in your bank account or you're worthless. Like, no, fuck that. I don't want that. And I don't want to have to depend on another person to take care of me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I want it to be mutual and I want it to be, if I'm going to be with somebody, I want it to be with, because I want to be with that person, not because I need to be with that person and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Notice, notice the things that, uh, notice some of the things that you said, like the feelings that you want. So like you mentioned fun, happy, or uh, like that really sparks that joy in you. It's like uh, more, more so when you're talking about what you want, what you've, what you like you spark when you talk about what you don't want then you're just like just pushing energy so focus on all the things that like that make you spark and those were the the the, those feelings because even when we're trying to attract you know let's say a partner or something people say you got to be that first so if you want a loving relationship you got to be you got to feel love you got to be loving already so i like how you brought up words like fun happy you know that kind of joy expressing nature and almost like um open you were looking for someone or you want something more open-minded you know that and you said you like to be in the spotlight so use all that use all those thoughts and feelings and really channel from that space so to create when when you tap into that you're creating more of that in your life so it doesn't have to be like manifesting a partner but you're creating more opportunities more experiences in your life that match that energy that you're bringing onto the table right now yeah i like that a little mini coaching session right here live yeah i'm just reflecting but yeah i do do reflect a lot back to my clients um because I feel like the power is within the client. Like I don't tell people, people, people think, oh, I'm a life coach. I'm going to give them opinions and advice and tell them what to do. And that is, that's not what you're going to get from me. What you're going to get is a reflection of, you know, of who you are or like a new perspective. So it's almost like I, I am seeing you from you know that observing that third point of view that you might not be able to see because you're you're you know you're so I get you know I reflect but it's ultimately your choice to create the life you want that's why I say I want someone that's willing to want to change I want to work with someone who's like you know like ready to discover more about themselves so yeah I I love it when when clients have that self-discovery like you you know like you're having a bit right now yeah a little bit what uh what's your take on that sarah yeah um, well i mean from what i've been learning with life coaching anyway it's not actually what um some coaches put out there i mean each to their own how they do it and this is why for me why i got so confused over because like the teachings i was learning through you know, becoming a coach, it's more 
a facilitator, a reflector, mm -hmm. about giving people the tools they need. You know what I mean? The tools they want they and they can use to make their own decisions mm -hmm. as opposed to being a teacher. I think, yeah. like, I think, unfortunately, on the online space nowadays, it's so blurred mm -hmm. as in what's a mentor, what's a life coach, a life, a mentor. And a life, I mean, they can merge mm -hmm. as in, you know, you could offer the two services, but. Yeah, I do mentoring as well for people in the film industry. And the biggest difference yeah, exactly. is that mentoring is usually you find a mentor who's already doing what you're doing. So let's say if you want to be in the film industry, you find a mentor who's in the film industry, who's doing exactly what you want to do. And they're t giving you advice on the steps they took. Yeah. But life coach doesn't have to have your experience. They don't have to have, you know, I could be, my clients could be someone who's like, I don't know, a nurse or something. They don't have to be in the film industry. But it's, it, as you said, you know, coaches, they're more um, a facilitator and they do, you know, they observe and they reflect while mentors give more advice on specific things to do to get where they have been. Yeah, so I mean, I found even with the, I see, you know, with the teachings, like, you know, the courses I've been doing, like I did the basic, well, I say the basic, you know, I did the foundation one. I'm currently doing the the advanced one. Mm -hmm. And it actually says that life coaches aren't meant to, you know, aren't meant to give advice. Yeah. Because the idea is the person is to find the answers within them and also, you know, for your own protection, yeah as a coach what it mm. is if you gave someone advice and it didn't work out yeah you could be like well, legally could be liable you know so it's about protecting yourself mm. too it's the same with like when people come um and they need therapy and you're a life coach you gotta you have to state it like either in your contract or yeah you know tell them that i am not a coach because you don't want to be liable or for their uh for their mental health you know if someone has exactly. mental health issues a life you know they might have a life coach and a therapist you know i am not yeah. a therapist i could not help you through you know like specific health issues yes and that yes. needs to be stated clearly at the start because you don't want someone being like ah oh, it's all your fault and you're not helping me with my you know outbursts or things like that you yeah know? it's difficult it's a different territory i therapy i think need to have at least some kind of qualification like anyone can be a coach I but like therapy yeah well, this is something i've said to tammy before even with um she'll remember me saying this you know mm -hmm. like with her so with her coaching people do be sober i said well i mean she's got experience i'm not what i'm saying is these sort of things and grief and things like that you do yeah. have to have some sort of qualifications because otherwise you could be taking you both down a path you don't want to go you know you'd... what i'm yeah, saying is I know, for me with coaching i like i realize there are going to be times where people get upset you might have said something that's upset someone you might have asked a question that's upset someone mm. you don't want people to come out worse than when yeah. they came in and this is where it's making sure you're going you're that's just my take well, yeah as a coach yeah you, you gotta yeah mm -hmm. you gotta make it known that you're not a therapist you're a coach right yeah, yeah I as get a that, coach you don't want to sue you 
yeah you yeah, don't exactly. want to jump into you know the pool with them so if they're having you know you always want to have that third perspective so if they are feeling really like emotional stuff you want to observe it you don't want to dive deep and be like you know um feeling what they're feeling you got to be professional and you got to like even though they're going through a rough time you just got to sit and be non-judgmental like you got you can't agree you you don't want to like agree with them that you know that's right that they're feeling those feelings but you don't want to disagree either so you yeah. want to be very neutral in everything you do and you don't but you want to hold space and be compassionate you know and be you know be there for them but you don't want to tell them if their feelings are right or wrong you just want to stay yeah. neutral all the time yeah exactly but like i think as well like something i've learned myself with going into saying coaching circles i'm not going to mention right now <laughs> we all know what circles i mean i mean i think there's a difference between thinking you need a coach and wanting one so I think when you're in a in a thing of need, mm. you might pick the wrong one. You might yeah. not go in it with the right intention. Why not? Why are you in it? Why me? You know, you might go in it with the intention of needing to be healed, for example. Yeah, that's a big one. Healed. That's a big one I've noticed. Is this whole like a uh, needing energy? And I, yeah, it's kind of like you 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 feel like you need something, but people. That, that's why I was kind of touching upon earlier saying that we we kind of feel like this is the way life should look like this is what we need but is yeah. it really what we need so that's why I want to really help people understand what is it they want because needing is one thing but then it's like is it because you feel like that's how people see it that is that how, what you should be doing but really it's like is you want to do something that's aligned with you is coming from you know your soul or it's coming from like that aligned inspired place and not because you feel like you have to do something because others see it that way right yeah that makes sense um i think when i first got into the coaching circle like just over a year ago when i uh, was studying to get my certificate like get certified as a life coach i think um i misunderstood the difference like sorry i'm good <laughs> like with with wanting and needing yeah right mm -hmm. so that was my oh, that was my issue yeah. um and i i i needed guidance i needed help i so you know like it it even when I was learning, like it was a six month program that I did. And I learned the difference then between needing and wanting. And for me, that was essential when I picked my coach, because as a coach or as a mentor, or as you have, to, like you said, you have to pick somebody to guide you who's in that field or who you want to kind of model yourself after. Yeah, that's why I think I say the clients that I want or the clients that I work with are people who are, you know, willing also. They want to. They they want to not they don't come to me because they need to change them. There there I think people get stuck with between the need and want. They feel like, oh, they need this, it means they want it. There's a difference, I think, there. Um mm -hmm. and people don't know what that difference is 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you can need and want something. You can need and want something. But then there's also those needs that is like, do you really want it? Is it something you really, or is it just, yeah. Oh, it's difficult. (laughs) It is, right? And when I was learning that, and like I said, when I was learning that going through the course that I went through, it was like a complete what Mm. the fuck moment right because it's like well yeah and then they're like you know you're not a therapist and as a coach you mostly gotta listen and see what they need and want Uh, it's confusing but um yeah you gotta identify like I guess a good coach will identify if it's something that the client wants or if it's because they need like they're yeah, like you were like when I was saying what I want and don't need kind of thing, you picked up on, okay, well, this is what excites you. So this is what you got to work with. So, mm. You know what I mean? Like, so that's, that's, you know, we're not therapists. We don't sit there and tell you, oh, well, feeling yeah. that way about your ex is wrong. You yeah. know, like it's, it's not like that, right? yeah it's like with you is there's a lot of like yeah I guess focusing on the what you don't want to deal with anymore you know you don't want you know someone who's telling you what you know what furniture to do but that's of that's kind of like yeah it's what you don't want but we want to focus on like what's important to you and obviously there's that need um that need the need behind there is you know that safety that wanting to be saved that's kind of a need that basic needs you know but then it's really that want is that happiness that you were showing that wanting and so that wanting will then support that need and um yeah i know i just i guess identifying it's hard to explain i feel like at the moment so um do you do any acting coaching or or just you know, so I do is like, that involved with the coaching you do? So I can work with actors as well, but I'm more about the mindset. So it's less about the acting craft. So less about the, you know, how to act. It's more about how to deal with, you know, with, I guess, everything around us and what we really want. So I can work with actors who, you know, who want, who feel like they're just stuck and then really help them through with their mindset so that they can then take the action. Um, Like if, for example, they need, we say actors need new headshots, actors need like to work, uh, go to acting classes, right? But then there's that want, right? So I feel like a lot of actors feel like, oh, I have to do this, I have to do this to be an actor, I have to, you know, and it's kind of this checklist almost and it's like okay but what kind of actor do you want to be what what do you really want from this acting career it's like coming down to what's important to you so that you can then create that life that you want through that lens rather than feeling like you just got to do things to take off things so you know not everyone wants to be a famous actor not everyone wants an oscar some actors just want to be in like small projects or they want to be in like comedy shows or some actors, you know, 
do mime or I know some actors just want to have real juicy characters and that's all they care you know it doesn't matter if they get to the Oscars or if they win an award so it's really like what sparks joy for you why why do something because it's like oh people say like oh you're an actor so I'll see you at the Oscars then like it a lot of people like oh let me uh can I have your autograph so then when you're famous it's like what if I don't want to be famous? like you know but a lot of people have this feeling that all actors have this the Oscars like as their like final destination you know so it's like what yeah. do you actually want so that's what I'm working with people who are curious to be conscious be more conscious about who they are and what they they want right yeah that makes sense I like that I like that perspective on it um yeah because like as an actor myself, like I'm not focused on getting an Oscar. <laughs> I'm not focused on getting the juiciest part. Like I just want to be in yeah. something that's that people can relate to and that people mm. can watch and people can enjoy. You know what I mean? Like that that's what it is for me. Um, I don't want to be the next Kate Winslet or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I just want to be known, even like. I'd like to be a household name, yeah. but not not in the way that it's huge like that, right? Yeah, so, sounds again like you're going back to that kind of fun. You want to create more fun in your acting career and create that. You want to be relatable because you feel like yes. you're you're trying to discover yourself. So you want other people to like be able to help other people by having them relate as well to what you're doing so i feel like that's kind of what i'm hearing right now yeah and i want cooking to be in it and mm -hmm. you know like just every day hey look this is life life can be like this it can be simple and easy and you can cook and feed your family and still have leftovers and you know still watch binge watch whatever on Netflix and have the time to do this and let like be happy and enjoy life and look at all these colors you know don't let it blind you <laughs> yeah did someone say Kay Winslow I had Kay Winslow I was like well, well I'm Kay back now <laughs> I knew that I knew that would get you back I just knew it <laughs> I said I don't want to be the next yeah, Kate no, Winslet but I do want to be a household name <laughs> Hey, no one, let's be honest, no one could be the next Kate Winslet though, right? No, like, no. Come on, let's be honest. You want to be no. the next you. Yes, I want to be the next me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, a couple of steps down from the Kate Winslet, you know. I'd like to meet her, but oh, say you know, like, that's a whole that's other that's my a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely on my bucket list. And literally in the way I said it's a joke yesterday, too. <laughs> hey, it works. Put it on your vision forever. board. Yeah. manifest Kate Winslet. Yeah. Oh, don't. I'll be thinking about manifesting Kate Winslet now all day. Well, I right? Hey, why not? If it's on your bucket list, why not? I figure. Yeah. It is going to happen one day. Like, I don't. No, I've been a fan of her since I was 15 and I'm now almost 40. So, nice. It's <laughs> amazing. I mean, I remember at one point I did like see all of her films, but I think, right, you know, since I've become more like in tune with what's what makes me feel good, what doesn't, there are certain things she's been in that 
Because what it is before, I've watched something regardless of whether I liked it or not. And now I'm a little bit more selective, even if she's in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? So I just watch the things I like that she's in. Yeah, exactly. Why not, right? It's just, I remember, like, well, I mean, I don't think she's necessarily now because of Titanic. I think there's something else she was on, wasn't she, on Sky? There's been a lot of things that she's been in that I've really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, she is very versatile with her roles. Like, she, I think she can act in any context. Like, she can do comedy, she can do drama, she can do everyday down-to-earth lady. I, don't, I really do don't glamorous. like her American... Sorry, I don't like her American accent, though, I will say that. Uh, it's a bit too... American-y. <laughs> you know, it's American-y. <laughs> I mean, it's just obvious what I mean. It's one of those, isn't it? I suppose. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's funny. It's too American-y. I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> I don't like it. Maybe it's because it's... Well, I mean... Oh, God. This, what? I like to... Well, I mean, for me, like, we've been... Growing up as a Jehovah's Witness, then wanting to leave the Jehovah's Witnesses, I found like because Titanic came out around the same time, you know, when I was like 15. And I remember watching it and like, you know, how she wanted to leave what she was doing and stuff. And it kind of inspired me, you know, pre-stayed me thinking, you know, I don't have to be in this space. It's interesting how films can do that though, isn't it? It is, yeah, it really is. Yeah, but that's 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 the good thing about films. So like you when you're watching them and you get so involved in them, it's like you're there. Like those are the kind of films yeah. I like too. But I like them with a little bit of humor and a little bit of, well, this is everyday life. It's not all like rainbows and unicorn sparkle yeah. farts, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I said sparkle farts. <laughs> Anyway, should we, should we start winding this up a bit? <laughs> sure. Um, thank you, Eva, for joining us today. It's been very in, enlightening and insightful and uh, and fun. Um, it, it, thank you so much for coming on and spending time with us. You're welcome. No problem. Yes, thank you so much for coming on. It's been lovely having you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The end? The end. The end. end. <laughs> the end.